Hello, Screamer, and welcome back to Scream Stream, where every week I review the best and the worst of streaming horror in under 20 minutes, so you can spend less time picking movies and more time watching them. I am your being texted host, James Gass, and on this week's episode, uh, I was supposed to review uh, War of the Worlds. I said I was going to last episode, but I watched it. It just wasn't all that great. It just didn't do it for me. It wasn't good enough. I don't think it was good enough to to review on the show, and it wasn't bad enough to be on the shit list, if that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense or not. So this week, I decided I'm going to review Housebound, which is a recent addition to Netflix. But before I get into any of that stuff, uh, before I even get into the show, I want to ask for your feedback, because your feedback is what makes the show great. I... I specifically really want to know is, do you like the format? I mean, do you like these short 20-minute reviews, non-spoilers? Uh, or would you rather me go into more detail about a film that I review? Would you rather me talk about specific scenes or um, stuff like that, bring you spoilers? Uh, so let me know. You can send me feedback to uh, screamstreamcast at gmail.com, or you can go to the website screampod.weebly.com and click on the feedback tab and just send me some feedback directly from the website. I would greatly appreciate that. And speaking of feedback, I did get an email this week from a patron of the show, uh, Robert Stover, who recently listened to my review of Willow. And on that movie, on that episode shit list, I had uh, stage fright and it was a horror musical. And I really didn't like it. I hated it. I, I mean, I went on this huge rant about how much I hate musicals and, and I don't think they should be in horror film in, or in the horror genre. Uh, so he wanted to recommend a film that was kind of a musical, a horror musical. And it's called The Happiness of Katakuris. And this is a film from Takashi Miike, who did uh, uh, audition and he did Ichi the Killer, both films I, I loved, absolutely loved. So I do like his movies. I haven't heard of this one, and I went out looking for it, and I found it on Amazon on DVD for like 20 bucks. I guess it's an import. Uh, so I might pick that up and give it a shot, because I do like his movies. And uh, uh, Robert said, uh, Weird, lots of music, but brilliant, horrifying in an odd way, gory, and really great fun. It'll change your mind about music and horror films. So, Robert, I'm going to try to pick that up at some point and uh, give it a shot based on your recommendation. Uh, if you've seen the film and you like it, hey, shoot me an email, screamstreamcast at gmail.com. I'd like to hear from you. Uh, so thank you, Robert, for listening to the show. Thank you for being a patron. And uh, thank you for your feedback. Uh, he did say love the podcast, obviously. He pays for it, so <laughs> there you go. Uh, thanks, Robert. I do appreciate it. So let's get on to the review here of Housebound. Just on a side note, I did like War of the Worlds. It wasn't totally great, but it's watchable. I mean, it's a classic. Come on. And it's colorized. Uh, which, well, not to say that black and white films are bad, because they're not, but I do like the color. <laughs> so anyway, on to Housebound. This film currently has a 6.8 on IMDb. It was released on September the 4th of 2014 in New Zealand. So it's coming to us from down under. And I have to say, the Australians 
and those folks from New Zealand are making some really compelling horror films. Uh, they are telling some really great stories and uh, great stories with high production value. I mean, if you look at Wolf Creek, Blackwater, uh, and some of those other films, uh, these folks down there are doing a fantastic job. Uh, so for a brief plot synopsis, a semi-brief plot synopsis, it's kind of long, so just bear with me. Uh, Kyle, Kylie Buck, Bucknell is forced to return to the house she grew up in when the court places her on home detention. Her punishment is made all the more unbearable by the fact that she has to live there with her mother Miriam, a well-intentioned blabbermouth, who's convinced that the house is haunted. Kylie must dismiss Miriam's superstitions as nothing more than a distraction from a life occupied by boiled vegetables and small-town gossip. However, when she too becomes privy to the unsettling whispers and strange bumps in the night, she begins to wonder whether she's in inherited her over uh, overactive imagination, or if the house is in fact possessed by a hostile spirit who's less than happy about the new living arrangement. Whew, that's a mouthful. Uh, this film was direct, written and directed by Gerard Johnstone. It stars Morgana O'Reilly, Rima Tewiata, I hope I pronounced that right, probably not, Glenn Paul Waru, uh, Ross Harper, Cameron Rose, Ryan Lamp, Mick Eines, a lot of people in here, uh, Bruce Hopkins, uh, David Van Horn, all these people, I have no idea who they are. I've never seen them before, but apparently they might be big stars down under in New Zealand. Possibly. Don't quote me on that. Uh, this film is a horror comedy. But I wouldn't call it like a horror comedy in the American sense. Not something like Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, which is great, by the way. Uh, but it's subtle comedy within a horror film that works. Uh, a lot of times in horror films, American horror films especially, uh, when there's comedy involved, it's kind of stupid comedy and pointless and senseless and just doesn't work and it's horrible and it takes away from the film and well, actually really completely pulls me out of the experience. This was written in a way that balanced dread and humor in a way that was compelling and kept me interested and kept me involved in all these characters and, and made me uh, feel for these characters and what they're going through. It was brilliant, well-written. I mean, the story on this thing was just freaking amazing. Uh, I thought it was a supernatural film at first, and I'm going to try not to give anything away, but instead of being supernatural, think of people under the stairs along those lines. And hopefully that doesn't give anything away. Uh, but it is a brilliant film. It's well shot. The cinematography is uh, superb. All the shot compositions are great. They're shot. Each scene is shot in a way to build some sort of tension or to bring out some emotion and when you combine that with the color tone of the film is, is just great. And here's what I really appreciate. The color tone stays constant throughout the film. Sure. You have brighter scenes than others. And some scenes are darker, 
but there's still that color tone that represents the overall mood of a film. And that's a very important decision when you're, when you're doing filmmaking. Uh, color creates moods, creates different moods, and this has a solid color tone. So even when they're not in like a suspenseful scene, you're still, you still get that feeling of dread just the way uh, the lighting is and the color and all that stuff. So uh, great job on the cinematography. The direction is awesome. Each actor did a fantastic job with the material that they were given. The director did a great job with the actors. It's almost as if he didn't really have to do a whole lot. And, and that's, that's always great when you're directing an actor and you don't have to like line read with them. Uh, you get a, a, a great performance. So I, I think the acting was great. Uh, each actor was, was just spot on. I think my favorite character was Miriam. Uh, Kylie's mother, she, her character was just hilarious. I almost want to call her the comic relief. I mean, every, everything that came out of her mouth was just funny. The way she acted, the way she moved, uh, it, it kind of reminded me of like my mother, uh, or it could have been anybody's mother. She just did a fantastic job. Uh, Rima Tewiata. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong again. I'm sorry. Uh, but she did a fantastic job and uh Morgana O'Reilly did a great job at playing that rebellious daughter, daughter who's always in trouble uh but then sort of opens up midway through the film and then you start to kind of uh make that connection with her uh, and she carries that throughout the end of it uh you kind of feel for her uh, so yeah everybody did a great job uh, as far as acting go even the stepfather um uh, I think it was Dennis uh, Cameron Rhodes didn't have a whole lot of lines. He had like maybe he had one scene, one speaking scene, and the rest of it was just his body movements, uh, the way his eyes worked, the way he moved, and it was brilliant. I mean, you could tell exactly what he was. He didn't have to speak; you just knew what that character was thinking, and he was brilliant. I mean, absolutely brilliant for somebody who was hardly in the film had hardly any lines, you knew what he was going through. So a uh, spot on job on the acting. And, and again, the story was just awesome. It was a thrilling story right up to the end. Uh, there were some funny moments during the ending, during that last act uh, where the resolution was coming into play and it, everything was just awesome. I, I highly recommend the film. Uh, I think 6.8 is a fair rating on IMDb. And uh, as for my rating, I'm going to give this an A, a solid A. Uh, I highly recommend you go check it out. It is on Netflix. Uh, it's been recently added, so please go watch this film. You won't be sorry. I guarantee it. So that's it for the review. Now on to a few things that I've been watching. Now I don't have like, I didn't like sit down and, and create like a shit list, but I have watched a couple pretty bad movies uh, here recently. One of which was I watched last night called The Colony. This is a post-apocalyptic film starring Lawrence Fishburne, Bill Pullman, and some other dude that I've never seen before. And my fiance put it best when she said it's kind of a generic plot. And it is. And by the time you're halfway through the movie, you're kind of bored. I watched it all the way to the end, and the ending was just the worst. Uh, I This film would totally go on my shit list this week. Uh, and that is The Colony. 
another film on the shit list this week is The House at the End of Time. Now, this is a Spanish horror film, and it's a haunted house film, and it just wasn't a very good one. I tried watching it, and it's not the fact that it's a Spanish film and I had to read. That doesn't bother me. I like foreign films. But it just was kind of boring and really slow, like really slow, like in a bad way, like bad pacing. I mean, I understand a good slow burn, but this was just horribly just ugh, like the scenes. I, I felt that the scenes went on longer than they should have. So I, I lost interest about 45 minutes into it. I, I gave up another list or another film. I'm close to putting on my shit list is killer mermaid. Also known as nymph. I've watched about 30 minutes of it so far. I'm I haven't quite made up my mind. So that might go on a shit list on a future shit list. As soon as I can finish watching it, but look out for that. Uh, and all, Oh, by the way, all these films are on, uh, Netflix. So those are a few of the bad films that I've watched this, uh, in the past three weeks, a couple of good ones, uh, that I probably will be reviewing on the show at a later time. Uh, the shrine, which was pretty good. It stars the kid who played Jimmy Olsen in uh, smallville, uh, Pontypool. I've seen Pontypool about three times already. This film is freaking awesome. I'm probably definitely going to do a review on that. Uh, so go ahead and watch that. Cause if I do a review on it, I'm definitely going to do some spoilering spoilering there. I just made a verb out of the word spoiler. Uh, how about that? I'm awesome. Uh, <laughs> uh, the last house on cemetery lane was kind of okay. It was a British film it was decent. It wasn't terrible. Dream house with Daniel Craig was pretty good. I've been, I uh, watched that recently. One film I can't wait to see is the ABCs of death two. Now, I saw the first one, and, you know, this is an anthology series. And most of the, the little short, short films in the first one sucked, but there are a couple of gems in there. So I can't wait to see the second one to see if, you know, they've improved. Now, I do know that they held a contest online for uh, independent filmmakers to make a scene, and the winner would go in the movie. Well, I saw the winner, and it was hilarious. I mean, it was great. So I can't wait to watch the full film. It's on Netflix as well. Just arrived. Uh, the Scribbler is in my queue. Uh, let's see. What else here? Uh, Monkey's Paw is there in my queue. I can't wait to see that. I've heard some pretty good things. Now, something I did see was this series called Darknet. And this is a Canadian series. And it's on Netflix. It's six episodes long. And each episode is about 22 minutes. So it'll take about three hours to watch the whole thing. Maybe less. Uh, great series, really well written. Uh, each each episode kind of ties into the other some sort of way, usually with a character. Uh, but the stories are great. The episodes are great. I would highly recommend watching that. Uh, that series definitely gets an A from me. And it's called Darknet, and it's on Netflix. Go and watch it. So that's all I've been up to uh, in the past few weeks. That's what I've been watching or wanting to watch. So that's going to wrap it up for this episode. But before I let you go, I want to remind you that ScreamStream is listener supported and you be, you can become a patron of the show if you go to patreon.com slash ScreamStream. You can sign up for a dollar a month uh, just to help me out with uh, hosting and hopefully producing some more content. I would greatly appreciate it. 
can cancel any time. But if you do uh, sign up for a buck a month, you'll get access to the Patreon-only stream, where I will be releasing, releasing, uh, releasing exclusive content just for patrons. Uh, Robert Stover is a patron. He's been a patron for a while. Uh, so he likes the show enough to pay for it. And hopefully you do too. And it would greatly help me out. Uh, so just go to screams, um, patreon.com slash scream stream and sign up for, uh, or you can actually really donate however much you want. And if you want to send me some feedback, uh, as I asked for in the beginning of the show, you can send me an email, screamstreamcast at gmail.com, or you can go to screampod.weebly.com and click on the feedback uh, tab there and send me a message directly through the website. I would really love to hear some feedback. I'm also in Stitcher and in iTunes, and in both of those places you can leave a review, and that would help. That helps me get the, uh, get the word out. And you can follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash James Gas. So find me in all those places. I mean, the podcast is every freaking where. Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, uh, Pocket Casts, if you use that. I mean, it's, it's every freaking where. Uh, if you go to screenpod.weebly.com, all the links are right there on the website. So uh, please go out there and support the show, spread the word, all that good stuff. And until next week, remember... If it was real, the cameraman would be dead too. Good night. <laughs>